and welcome to Women in Retail Talks, the podcast where C-suite executive women in the retail space share their stories of professional growth, leadership development, personal journeys, and more. I'm Marie Albajez, Senior Editor of Women in Retail, a membership-based community of executive women at leading retailers and brands. Today, I'm joined by Meg Ham, President of Food Lion. We're talking with Meg about her 30-year career at Food Lion, why Food Lion has been named one of America's greatest workplaces for diversity, and how she's helping more women become leaders. So Meg, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to, to speak with you. So Meg, I would love for you to start with just telling the audience a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like at Food Lion. Well, I think that's why I love retail so much is my day-to-day looks different uh, every day, one day to the next. And of course, uh, actually, I was a store manager and I still love to think like a store manager and a store manager has a store walk every single day. And uh, I still have a store walk. It looks a little different than it does inside of a store, but there are certain things I do every single day and uh, check on from a metric standpoint and a people standpoint. Uh, But inside of that, uh, my day could be very, very different, whether it's a, a day where we're going over business initiatives for Uh, the coming quarter, or if it's a day where we're going over the financial results from last period, or it's a day, one of my favorites, that I get to travel to different uh, retail stores across our 10-state footprint. So literally, my day is different day to day, but there's always the constant, I call it my store walk, the the pieces of my day that I check in uh, regardless, actually, of what day of the week that it is. So uh, some things that every day is different. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's why that's why most people are in retail, right? Because yes. every day is yes. different. So tell me how you went from store manager to now president of the company. I think you have what thirty years of experience at Foodline. So walk me through that background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually started at Hannaford Brothers up in Maine, and through the journey of retail, uh, we ended up uh, merging with or were acquired by, it depended on where you sat, how you think about that, uh, by Food Lion in the year 2000. So um, I started right out of college into a retail management training program at Hanford. And the whole goal of that program, which still exists today, actually, uh, the idea there is you train in every single department in a store. And if I um, date myself at that time, we also had drug stores and, and distribution centers uh, with the idea after that year of learning and understanding the business, you become an assistant store manager. Um, and from there, uh, uh, your career is totally dependent on your interests and your competence. And so a big badge of honor for, in my opinion, anyone in a retail business is being a store manager. So uh, became a store manager. And from there, this is a really important part for me and for my growth and for my development. I was asked after being a store manager to be part of a um, small group of people from across the organization as the retail representative uh, to look at our strategic information and how we could leverage that as a competitive advantage. 
And so I went from a 75,000 square foot store running around all day. And then I was put in a room with four other people without a window and told my job was to think. And uh, through that whole, it was an 18 months and I used to call it my 18 month contract, which of course I didn't have my contract, but it was supposed to be 18 months. Uh, we, we went through a journey uh, and ended up with um, with what I would say was our perpetual inventory in a way of creating common metrics across our entire organization. Uh, and was my first, I have a couple of big lessons, but that was my first big lesson in organizational change and what it would take to change an organization from looking at their business one way, uh, and leading an organization to looking at our business in a very different way. And um, the, the leaders at that time were very bright and said, okay, so we did develop uh, something and, and uh, a decision support system, let's say, underneath uh, a shift in how we looked at our business. And they said, okay, since you are creating this change, you now go to the merchandising area and you lead this change for the organization. So that took me into the merchandising side of our business. And I spent uh, after that about half of my years in leading uh, center store merchandising for Food Lion, uh, for Hannaford and then Food Lion. And then about half of uh, my time being the one would say the the lead operator uh, for our business. Along the way, we had some at Food Line, we had some smaller brands uh, that we were growing, one that we had acquired uh, and two others that we were growing. And I had the total portfolio responsibility for those brands. Um, and one of those brands, we organizationally decided that we wanted to grow that brand uh, organically in the United States. It was a uh, value uh, chain limited assortment, and I was asked to lead that. That was called Bottom Dollar Food, and I led that. A um, couple of years later, we decided as an organization, strategically, we didn't want to grow uh, a, a value tier brand in the United States, but I can tell you that um, leadership opportunity into grow something from an idea and a strategy to a full-on operation that uh, had its own people and its own culture uh, was a tremendous learning opportunity for me. And I took many of those valuable lessons that I learned at Bottom Dollar Food and then uh, have been able to uh, have the privilege to serve as the president of Food Lion since 2014. So whole bunch of different experiences, mostly uh, any big project that no one knew how to do. It was like, oh, Meg will do it. <laughs> so uh, I learned a lot through just getting thrown into uh, new ideas and figuring out uh, one, how they could grow and help us, or two, that's a great idea, but maybe not right now, or uh, some, yeah, it's a good idea, let's go. And then later to find that might not be the best opportunity uh, once it grows up. So some great experiences. That is fascinating. And I have a lot of questions just from everything you just said. So let me let me start with, let's go back to, you know, you're in this, this training program and then you become a store manager. How do you know what direction you want to go in? How do you know that you're passionate about 
XYZ. And then you said you eventually uh, landed into that, that strategic, um, strategic information kind of visionary position. Like, you know, when you're, when you're just at that starting point, how do you know which direction to go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. <laughs> uh, this is this is why I joined uh, Hanford right out of college, because the way that I interviewed uh, and with whom uh, the people that I interviewed with, I walked away. OK, so I was a senior in college. It was spring break. Everyone else in my uh, cohort, if you will, was off to a nice beach <laughs> uh, for spring break. And I headed to Scarborough, Maine to interview at a grocery store. <laughs> uh, but what I walked away from that interview thinking was these people were really good at what they did. Um, took a great deal of pride in what they did. Hannaford is an outstanding, was and continues to be an outstanding brand. But also what I thought is I really liked the people and I liked how they acted uh, with each other. They had fun, uh, but they were clearly good at what they did. And I remember walking away from that interview because I met a whole bunch of people over three days. I walked away saying, I, I think I could fit here. <laughs> I never in the world did I imagine I would work in a grocery store, but I really uh, appreciated the, the people. Today, I'd call that the culture. Then I called it kind of like these people and I think I would fit. Um, and then that continued um, as I became a, a store manager and I found myself surrounded by people I trusted, people who gave me good guidance on what, uh, what, what I was doing well and what I could do a little bit better in. And they were just trusted, uh, trusted advocates that I, that I had and leaned into them, quite frankly, a great deal. And, you know, when you're, I was offered that position that, that really had no uh, guarantee after 18 months, that's why I called it my contracts up in 18 months. You're like, you do this and then we'll figure out what we do with you. Um, at, you know, whatever age I was, 25 years old, that was a pretty big uh, piece. But those around me said, yes, that would be a great opportunity for you to learn and grow. And so, uh, and then from there, what I learned is, geez, I kind of can figure out all of these pieces of the business. Like, you know, I went into that thinking I was a store manager. You got these other corporate people who know a lot more than I do about everything. And what I quickly learned is they know a lot. I can learn a lot from them, but I also have some good insight and I can really learn from our organization. It was really understanding the bowels of our organization and what makes us tick. And, uh, and that was really appealing to me. So one step led to another. And what do I like most about that? And how can I then take that learning and make it in a uh, share that in a broader uh, way with a broader group of people? And that kind of was always it. What What's the next step? I can tell you this. I never went into a, a role thinking that I was uh, ready and capable of taking that next step. It was always a bit of a stretch to say, oh, are you sure? Uh and so I think that's just it, just trusted colleagues, trust uh, trust myself, and also uh, take the challenges as they come and the opportunities as they come and, and sign up for, uh, for uh, challenges and dilemmas that don't have an easy answer. I, I like complex problems. I like to figure them out. Uh, and so uh, that has always uh, driven me whether it be in school and how I learned or in business and, and how I moved. 
I love what you said about, you know, only taking the next role when you knew that it would challenge you, perhaps push you out of your comfort zone. I'm guessing that that's advice that you would share with any woman trying to kind of move up in the into the leadership positions. Sure. Yes, I definitely would. The other thing I, for me, and I know everybody's different. I understand that. But for me, it wasn't about moving up. It was about understanding out. Like I have this innate curiosity and I, oh, you do that? How do you do that? How does that help? How do the pieces fit together? And so that has always uh, driven me also. It was less about going up in the organization and more about how can I learn more? How can I broaden uh, my understanding and my perspective? And that's definitely a piece of advice I give those who are who are built that way, right? Because not everyone is, but those who are uh, get as many different experiences, quality experiences that you have to live with the outcomes of those experiences as you can, because uh, no one can ever take them away from you. Well, and it sounds like you are really good at looking at the big picture. I mean, you said that, you know, you were invited to go into this role where you were presented with an idea or they were asking you to come up with an idea and then you had to figure out a way to to make that that structural change, that organizational change. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what lessons you've learned from that, what tools you've picked up when when you're tasked with taking some idea and really implementing it and, and making making it come to fruition. Yeah. Um, one is I would say I love the opportunity to think broadly and think strategically. And then also, but that's that theory isn't enough for me. <laughs> I really love to figure out how to make it work also. And um, what I learned in that particular, and I, I can speak to other experiences too, but in that particular experience, what I learned, one, about the business itself, no question, uh, given the project that we had. But two, I also learned how to talk and communicate with all sorts of different people, right? So I dug into the bowels of our IT organization, and I was talking to programmers, and I learned their language, if you will. I learned what motivated different people in that arena and could then translate for them, translate uh, to them why we were doing what we were doing, what we were looking at, and also translate from them to the rest of the organization or my team and said, and this is what it's going to take. So all across the organization, I got to meet incredible experts in their fields. And I wasn't an expert, I was a generalist, but I learned how I learned enough to communicate with those experts in their own space uh, that is a huge gift uh, to meet people where they are, to be able to, to uh, connect and motivate um, and inspire uh, all different sorts of people when I can't know their business the way they do. Um, but being able to find that ground where you could still connect with them. I, I learned so much in that area. And also in then executing against the, the, the change, really, again, it's the same experts, understand what's important to them, what they need to be successful, and then making sure that we were delivering that for them and they could see their role 
in the larger organization. And today I call it the larger transformation. Uh, I don't think we used those words back then, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask um, what your kind of talent pipeline looks like when you're trying to, you know, ensure that, uh, especially the women in your organization, you know, we're a women in retail organization, we'd love to to hear um, stories of women who are are finding that leadership pipeline and, and leaders that are that are helping, you know, move that forward. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about, you know, what Foodline is doing to help bring more women to, to more leadership positions. Yeah. For, for me, it's around how do we bring the best talent um, and have that talent represent what I call our towns and cities. And so uh, that's how I think about that. And in that space, obviously, uh, women are very important part of that. And as I've grown up in this business, uh, uh, you don't have to be a rocket science to see that it wasn't a business that started with a lot of women. And uh, we have continued to uh, grow our uh, impact on this business. And so we have, um, We've done a tremendous amount of work for uh, one, ensuring that we're a great place to work. I happen to believe that culture is incredibly important in attracting and retur- uh, retaining great talent um, and, and culture of understanding that I matter. Um, my contributions make a difference. And I think we're extremely, I'm extremely blessed to work in a, 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 an industry that you can see that pretty darn quickly. If I do X, I can see that result pretty darn quickly. Um, and we find that with uh, data scientists or, or folks who are in the analytical space. They could go somewhere and have to test something forever. But in our fast-paced business, you could do X and you can see the results quickly. So I think the, the culture and understanding uh, that every role matters uh, is a big part in attracting great talent, and that includes uh, uh, women. We also do, like many organizations do, we have balanced slates, we have high potential women uh, matched with high potential women. Um, mentor is a, is a stretch for me, I like to call it a buddy system, and we're, you know, uh, strong advocates uh, and um, sounding boards for one another. Um, we also have um, individual uh, development plans, and we have a very robust uh, feedback environment where people can understand uh, where they're doing well and what they could do differently. And for me, I was, if I'm talking to Valerie, well, you're having this opportunity. You know who I think's really great at doing that? So-and-so is. So why don't you go talk to so-and-so about how you might get better? So there's this networking uh, that is, I think, organic, and it's also installed in our IDP, our our, uh, individual development planning process. that can continue to grow our people and specifically um, when you're talking about women, it's women. Um, and the other thing I would say is just, um, I, I like to lead by example. I uh, Just by being, I hope is an example. And I love what I do and I'm a woman. <laughs> and so I think that I can show that, uh, that a woman can be in areas of responsibility with P and L 
uh, operational line experience. And that's where, uh, with a, a network of uh, 1,108 stores, that's incredibly important to us and incredibly important to our whole organization, ensuring that uh, people understand that they can be themselves give of themselves uh, and still contribute in an operational level inside our organization. So I, th I think, I mean, I'm guessing that all of those things that you just listed contributed to your recent recognition by Newsweek as one of America's greatest workplaces for diversity. And I'm guessing that that recognition wasn't really a surprise to you, but I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about, you know, what you think really contributed to that honor. Yeah, I think, um, first, thank you. Um, Food Lion has been strong in the diversity space for a long time. This isn't new to us. Uh, we have a fundamental belief that being part of the community um, is critically important to being a good neighbor. And we have supported many different uh, diverse groups or organizations or um, missions, if you will, for over 20 years. And it is embedded in our culture and in how we go to business. We really do believe we are the towns and cities. And if we are, those towns and cities that we operate in in 1,100 stores, each uh, store has a different uh, makeup in that we need to be able to be there for our neighbors in each one of those stores. And that requires us to understand and welcome people from all uh, different backgrounds and all walks of life into our stores. And that's what our job is. That's how I think. Our job is to welcome everyone and have everyone feel like they belong inside of our stores. So I think just being grounded in that has uh, really uh, developed over time into the work we do and how we're seen and the people that we attract, quite frankly, the talent that we attract and what's important to them. No, for, for 13 years, we have been uh, earning the uh, Human Rights Campaign Foundation's corporate uh, equality index. And I remember the first year we did that, and that was a really big deal for us and for our organization. So there's there's elements of this that we have been just on the, if you will, the front end of uh, some of these efforts because we know it's important to our customers and we know it's important to our associates to feel like they belong with us and they can bring their whole selves uh, to work. We run neighborhood grocery stores. It's really important that you know uh, what's happening in your community and you know the people who are coming into your stores. And to be able to do that, we have to be part of the communities and we have to know and understand and embrace all different uh, backgrounds. Yeah, and it sounds like at this point, it's it's really just baked into the core mission of and the core values of Food Line. So that's, yeah. that's so great yeah. to hear. I, I think it is, and we can always do more and we can always go deeper. Um, you know, we talk about nourishing families and setting them up for success in life. We do that sometimes. We do that a lot of the times, but there's always uh, more we can do. And so uh, it is embedded and we can always get better. And we have to be listening 
and uh, being aware of how we can do more and where we missed the mark and what are we going to do about that. So yes, and there's always more uh, we can do and need to do. Yeah. And to that end, I would love to spend the last few minutes uh, talking about the sustainability efforts at Food Line. And uh, if you could walk me through kind of what the company has done uh, in terms of that to cut, you know, carbon, carbon emissions, reduce food waste, and what you're looking to do even further, you know, in the future, speaking of there's always more that can be done, you know, what's, what's on the agenda for the future? Yes, good, great, thank you. I think in that space, um, from an eliminating waste standpoint, we are committed to reducing food waste by 50% uh, by 2030. And we have been a pioneer in the space of food rescue and uh, donating to food banks. Um, we were the first retailer uh, that started that in 2000. And since then, um, since 2014, just from our food rescue program, we have donated 339 million meals to our food bank partners, just from the food rescue program since 2014. Each one of our 1,108 stores has a food bank or a food pantry that they partner with. And, uh, and any of the food rescue we have inside of our stores goes there. So that is, is a, a huge element. And as uh, you, you may know, Foodline Feeds is a large platform that we have, uh, and that's our philanthropic platform, and it's all about uh, eliminating hunger. And we really do believe no one should have to choose between dinner and rent or gas and groceries. And that uh, our, our associates across 82,000, that is something that is important to them too. Um, and so that part of uh, eliminating waste, I believe is part of our heritage. And certainly uh, there's always more that we can do in that regard. Um, when you're talking about uh, bold climate action, we're committed to reducing carbon emissions by 50% uh, by 2030. Um, in partnership with our, our parent company, ADUSA, for our own elements. And uh, we have done a tremendous amount already um, and have been a good community partner. Uh, probably before it was a big sustainability topic, we were uh, Energy uh, Star Partner Award winners 21 years straight. We have earned that distinction. We have earned uh, Green Chill Awards from for the efficiency of our refrigeration. We uh, are uh, working through our entire network to have more doors to help with the refrigeration and uh, LED lighting. And so all across the different areas of our business, we are have been and continue to be focused on how do we do our part to uh, reduce emissions uh, inside of our, our footprint. Um, and uh, then the next piece I would say is just about healthier choices and offering inside of our assortment. We've come a long way in this regard and uh, have, have a long way to go following our customer preferences, but for uh, healthy choices and offering alternatives uh, for our customers and having great partnerships with um, providers to help with that too. We have a proprietary uh, in our company, Guiding Stars, and it's a nutritional guidance system that supports making uh, better 
nutrition choices, good, better, best, simple. We like simple, not complicated, but gives good uh, guidance to, to customers if they're trying to make uh, slight changes to uh, move towards healthier choices. So uh, that's another area that continues to be important to us. Well, that's awesome that Food Line is making that a priority. And I can't wait to see, you know, what's what's next for for the company in terms of sustainability, in terms of, um, you know, the talent pipeline that we talked about. So excited to see see what's next for you. Great. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at womeninretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Women in Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review. To learn more about Women in Retail and become a member of this amazing community, visit womeninretail.com. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Women in Retail Talks.